Well, I can't tell you how I've struggled doing this. Um, So we're continuing our series of talks on spirituality and how the term spirituality means simply a relationship between us and God. And the passage we're looking at this morning is from Psalm 23, as you know, and it's such a familiar psalm. I think that's why I found it so hard, because it's a psalm that many, many people know. And um, so I was sort of prayerfully thinking, well, what can I draw out? They all know it. But we'll see. We'll see. So people find it so comforting in so many different situations um, and seasons of life. Um, And it's written by David, as we know, when he was a young man and working as a shepherd. He knew God as his shepherd because he knew what being a shepherd involved. We too can know God as our shepherd because we can and have experienced his provision, care, protection and company when we've needed it. And I don't know how true this is, but I heard that in ancient times shepherds would sit around the fire at night with their rod and staff, and they would tell each other stories of how God had taken care of them. And as they talked, they would cut a little mark in the wood to remind themselves of God's faithfulness. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but I think it's a lovely uh, image. So in this psalm, David is bearing testimony to God as his shepherd. And we find him simply tending his sheep, but also with a heart and mind that appears to be open to what God is saying through nature. Um, And this is the picture I have when reading it. He's alone watching his sheep and caring for their every need when he suddenly realises that God is his shepherd and cares for his every need. I can almost hear him saying out loud, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me Lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Soul being the mind and emotions. And I pray that we experience and see the same image. I think many of us can testify to when God has taken us and led us. When we've been tired and careworn. He's just taken us out and said, come, step aside. Come and just be with me. Let me soothe your confusion. Let me soothe your anxiety. Just come. In our busy culture, we're not all that good about training ourselves to stop and listen. We need to find those quiet places to step aside and slow down. And God often speaks through nature which is why I started with that reading at the beginning about the heaven showing the glory of God and how he speaks through his creation. So I believe God spoke to David and trained David to hear his voice in this way. When we give our hearts to God, we also need to give him our ears. And as we learn to listen, we discover just how real he is and how involved he is in our lives. He's concerned for you And he's concerned for me. But in order to do that, we need to recognize God's... Oh, whoops, hang on. Many years ago, I was given a book called The Practice of the Presence of God. It's quite old. It was written by a 17th century monk 
who in his monastery kitchen discovered overwhelming delight in God's presence. In a kitchen. His first encounter like this happened at the age of 18. One day in winter, while looking at a tree stripped of its leaves and reflecting that after a time its leaves would appear again, and then flowers and fruits, he had a lofty view of the providence and power of God, which was never to leave his soul. We should, he said, fix ourselves firmly in the presence of God by conversing all the time with him. And my little aside is, and listening to his voice. But in order to do that, we need to recognise God's voice. And I've got a little challenge for the younger members of the congregation, maybe. Um, We're going to listen to four voice recordings. And I need you to, to, to be brave and tell me who you think is speaking. So can we have voice number one, please, Bob? I am the good shepherd. Do we need to hear it again? Do we need to stop and listen and hear it again? Any ideas? I am the good shepherd. Once more, please. I am the good shepherd. Right. Does anyone have any idea who that could be? Well done. Well done. Bethany said, oh, hang on, let's, hang on, speak into this, just say what you think it is. Laurie. Was it Laurie? Yes, it was. Now, how did you know that was Laurie? You recognised his voice. Is that because you've talked to him and spent time with him? Probably. Yeah, thought so. Okay, can we have voice number two, please? I am the good shepherd. (laughs) I thought you might know. (laughs) Who is it? Grandad. (laughs) How did you know it was Grandad? Nobody ever talks like that. (laughs) I just did. You just do. Because because you know him? Yeah. Recognise the child accent. Yes. Okay, voice number three. I am the good shepherd. Any ideas? How about the grown-ups? Can we have it again? I am the good shepherd. I'm not giving any clues away. You think it's John? Two people think it's John. Is it you, John? No. no. <laughs> Anyone else? I, I think it's Aston. <gasps> and how did you know it was Aston, Laurie? I recognised his voice. Oh, yeah, right. Is that because you know him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Voice number four, please. I am the good shepherd. Oh. Who? I, it does sound like Paul, but no, it's not Paul. Adrian! <laughs> Say it again. Yeah. Adrian! Adrian! That 
was really good. How did you know? They said ten more. No, that's it. That's it. Four people. How did you know? I just thought I... No. You just knew. Because you know Adrian. You recognised his voice, didn't you? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we knew who those people were because we've spent time with them, haven't we? And it's the same in our relationship with God, isn't it? We need to spend time with him and we learn as we go along how he speaks to us. Sometimes sometimes you can just know it in your knower, in your heart. If you've got a problem, you bring it to him. And you just know that he's spoken into into you. Why would I know? I'll talk to you about that. Um, or we get to know him through his through the Bible. That's how, that's the best way to get to know him because that shows the whole side of what God is like through life, doesn't it? Um, in, in John's Gospel, chapter 10, Jesus says that he is the good shepherd. He knows his sheep and his sheep know him. So just like Josh, just like you recognized those voices, that's because you know the people and Jesus knows you as you know Jesus. And I expect you hear him talk to him, don't you? You hear him, him talk to you? Yeah. Okay. Now, I've got, a, I've got sheep that go in the field behind my house, and I can watch the farmer, the shepherd, come and call them. And he just needs to call them. And because they know his voice, and they, they know he's going to provide something for them, they come to him because they recognize his voice. We need to listen to God and allow him to lead us. So, The next thing the shepherd does in his care of his sheep is to lead them to food and water. And there's a sense of peace and safety and tranquility here. And just as the sheep need this, we too need to rest in the security of our Heavenly Father's leading and provision when we're weary. There was an article on the BBC website recently on a growing belief that being near water and in water has a far more powerful impact on our mental and physical health than we realise, and that there are great mental health benefits from long-term exposure to green and blue spaces. David had discovered that many, many years ago, partly because of his work as a shepherd, but also because of his relationship or spirituality with God his eyes could see the beauty and provision in God's creation. Because the Bible really is our manual to life, isn't it? And as I said earlier, David's heart was open to God's voice. He'd spent minutes, hours, days leading his flock across dry land in search of water. Isn't that what God does for us? When we really thirst for him, he leads us to that living water. He is that living water. And we can get so dry spiritually. We need to let God allow us, we need to follow him to the places where his water is flowing. 
so that we can be refreshed, we can be revived, we can be topped up and in turn be effective for him. And that might mean, well, it definitely means coming to Five Head Baptist Church. It might mean going to the filling station, which takes place once a month. Um, If you haven't heard about the filling station, please um, talk to somebody about it because that's another place where you can go and take in from God. Sometimes the rod was used to gently prod the sheep into moving forward and to guide them in the right direction. And sometimes the staff was used to hook round the sheep to get it out of tricky or dangerous situations. And maybe that's what we feel at the moment, that we're being slightly prodded to do something or go in a particular area. Or we might feel that God is just gently hooking us and pulling us back. If he's doing that, it's because he knows what's best for us, just as a shepherd does for his sheep. Do we allow God to lead us? He never pushes us to do things, but he's patient and gentle and wanting only the best for our lives. Do we listen to his voice and do we even recognize his voice? We've just talked about that. That's a process, an ongoing process where you... You hear and you respond and you think, oh yeah, he did speak to me there. He did lead me to this place. So we spend time in people's company and that's how we get to know them. The more time we spend building on our relationship with God by joining a church that's flowing with God's living water, where we can fellowship with each other or by reading his word, our faith and understanding grows. The life of a shepherd is gruelling at all times. They have to go through the harsh seasons. They have to be on call at all times during the lambing season. I've seen that with our local um, farmer. He just looks exhausted when it's the lambing season because it's unrelenting. He also has to fend off predators. They have to tend wounds. They have to get rid of parasites. It must have been an ex- exhausting, so no wonder he took time out to contemplate the creation of God and to take time out to, to just listen to God. Our lives can be gruelling and hard, can't they? But God, like the shepherd, watches over each one of us and tends to our needs. Often we can look back at our trials and see his hand of care and provision and protection. And we too can cut a little nick in our staff and remind ourselves, yes, he's helped me there before. He's provided for me there before. He's comforted me there before. I know he will do it again. And then we can testify to others going through similar situations of God's goodness, his mercy. Nothing is wasted when we follow the Good Shepherd. And I wonder if anyone's going through a time of darkness and hardship at the moment. David certainly knew that as he recounts that even walking through the dark valley, he would fear no evil because he knew God, as the Good Shepherd, was walking alongside him. The darker the shadow, the closer the Lord. And I was thinking about, you know, whoever says the Christian journey is easy has got it wrong. It's hard work. 
We go through harsh situations where life just seems an unending uphill struggle. And sometimes we just can't see the way out of the situation. But the good shepherd is with us. And you might say, well, that's fine and dandy, but you're not homeless. You're not suffering physical abuse. You don't live with uncertainty day after day. You're not a refugee. And you haven't fled for your life, leaving family and friends behind? Well, how do we answer that? I believe it's by imitating the Good Shepherd. It's drawing alongside those who are suffering. It's offering as much of whatever they need and showing the love of the Good Shepherd. And no, I don't know what it's like. But God, as the Good Shepherd, does. The Dark Valley is an experience we can all relate to. It might be a health issue, a marriage issue. Whatever it might be, God knows. He understands where you're at and he longs to help. And I'm sure that if anyone is in that place today somebody would be willing to pray with you. And I pray that you would know the comfort and presence of the Holy Spirit meeting with you. And we need to be honest with God. You know, we come to church with bright, smiley faces. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I've had a good week. When actually we've had a dreadful week and we're feeling bruised and hurt inside. Let's be honest with each other and with God. He sees our hearts He sees the sadnesses and he longs to tend to them. The final few verses of this psalm are all about the generosity and kindness of God in providing a feast. It shows a friendship. If we invite someone to eat with us, it's in effect saying, I'd like to get you to know you more. I enjoy your company. I know who you are, but I really want to know you. And that's what God wants with us. He invites us to join him. He wants us to sit with him. David's relationship with his God assured him of eternity spent with him. Safety, comfort, love and mercy. Which brings us back to the beginning really. Life, spirituality is all about a relationship with our loving creator. He shepherds us from the beginning to the end. Will you go where he leads you? Will we follow him even when things are hard and dark? When we have to do things alone, will we trust him? Will we just sit with him, relate to him, be honest with him? Because he is the Lord, our shepherd.